Hello, welcome to the PVCC Student Lens Podcast. I'm Esperanza. I'm Noelle. And I'm Victory. And so today we are talking about managing relationships, something very important and can be very difficult when you are in school or maybe you just started to get a new job. So we kind of want to go over some things that you might deal with, not if not now, the future um, in relationships. So we're going to start up with Noelle today. Okay, we are, huh? All right. So I am going to talk about, since I am a little older than my partners here, I'm going to talk about raising kids as a single mom. I'm also going to school full-time, working in part-time jobs, and um, tell you a little bit about what I do on the weekends to fill my free time. So raising kids as a single mom, I've actually been doing that for 14 years since the kids were two and five years old. I have two sons who are... um, almost 20 and 17 now. And I will say that it does have significant challenges, probably a little bit more than with a two-parent household, whether you have a spouse or a partner in the house to help support you through, we were just talking about behaviors like lying or skipping school or things that kids do. It's just really hard when you're the only parent who's enforcing any type of serious consequences. So I would just say, if you are in that position, you wanna try to find some help, whether it be a parent that you're close to or a grandparent that you're close to or even close girlfriends or boyfriends um, who have kids who can maybe be your community to help you uh, with the, the situations that might come up. and. Going to school full-time, also challenging with the kids. They were in school. My one son's still a junior. The other son is out and working in the world. But my schedule is conflicting sometimes with their schedules, different spring breaks, uh, different days off. And I just can't always be there at the normal, you know, five o'clock or three o'clock after school. So luckily with the kids being older, for me, it worked out great because I didn't go back to school till they were in high school. But if you have younger kids, that's where you definitely do need to ask for help. A lot of single moms want to do it on their own. I did too. I always thought I had to do everything by myself because you're the parent and you think that it's your responsibility and it is to a certain point, but you have to realize that you're just one person and especially if you're outnumbered with two kids or more, as some people are, it doesn't, it should not ever be that hard to ask for help because ultimately if you're not in a good place in your psychologically or you're so stressed out because of all the things you're doing with work and school as a single parent you're going to bring that home to the kids and they're going to feel that and and I will say admittedly that they have felt that I mean there are days where I'm super stressed at a paper and I, I can't maybe hang out with them after school sometimes they actually still want to do that with me and I have to say, no, I've got a paper to write. Or they come in and they want to hang out and I have to write a paper and I'm only giving them half my attention. So try to maybe carve out time, even though you're so busy for the kids, no matter what age they are, because they do notice it even as they get older into their teens. Um, I would say to add to that, Noelle, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Just as someone who works with kids, if you, because okay. I, I know that I especially have all or nothing thinking, thinking like, oh, I'm the only one that's able to take care of them. Meanwhile, I'm managing like 20 kids at a time. And I'm like, I'm the only one that can do this because I know them better than anybody else. But then I have my partner. And then you have to remember that there's always a fresh perspective. There's right. always a different approach to the situation 
situation. It may not be your favorite approach, but it's definitely a new one you can try. And that's the thing is you have to experiment with them, which sounds awful because they're not experienced experiments, <laughs> but you really do. You have to test things out. You have to see what works. You have to see what doesn't because maybe yelling at them and them screaming, crying, and then just keep being bad. Maybe that's not the way you should go about things. Right. Maybe we should try something else. So uh, smart. Yeah, and also like talking to them is a good thing. Like seeing what like, they would rather prefer like that's what me and my family do i was going to bring it up a little later but we like try to like figure it out all together like we have these like little family meetings mm -hmm. almost like maybe once a month where we like talk about our schedules see what everyone has free when we can all like do like one family thing together so that we can not feel like we're just ignoring each other yeah. i like or, that yeah that's what's really smart and i actually try to do that a little bit like once in a while when my older son isn't working now and my younger son is willing we actually a couple weeks ago went and saw a movie together that's one thing we can still all do that we enjoy i do make them still watch the disney movies even though they're older because i like them and they they like okay mom well but they always love the movies anyway it always works out too for them they never not like the movies but um or maybe even dave and buster sometimes we go bowling i guess we yeah, still we, we can do that and have yeah. fun um, so definitely, that's a great idea, Victory. Sitting down, I'm not uh, probably great at that. I didn't learn that technique growing up, but I think that is probably one of the best things you could do is talk to your kids when they get even older and come together and let them have a voice too. I might try to implement that soon. Um, also wanna just mention, we're gonna talk about also not family and kid relationships, but also our dating relationships and we're at different levels of our lives. Um, I've had more than one marriage, more than one divorce. My kids are both from the same dad, um, but I, I was married young in my 20s. I was actually married again in my 30s, and um, those marriages didn't work out, but I'm back in a really positive, healthy relationship for the last four years dating. We live separately, and I did find that moving in with people when you're, mar when you're not married is not always the best idea. It seemed good at the time, and when you're younger, it seems really good because you, you want to be with that person. But when you have kids, especially, sometimes it's better just to keep your own section of life with the kids until maybe they're a little older, not to introduce people. If I had to give advice on that, I would just say, wait a long time if you're a single mom before you introduce them to, to a significant other, just because kids, as flexible as they are and understanding as they are when they're younger, they still get attached to people. And, you know, it's just, it's not healthy for them to become attached and then have to become detached. Um, that's definitely, I would say, a mistake that I made when the kids were a little bit younger. And luckily my kids are well adjusted. So you no know, hard damage was done, but that's not to say that it can't be. And I do know other kids who that probably has happened to. Um, you probably have kids that don't have a two-parent household and maybe um, yeah, um, see that sort yeah. of thing. Um, most of my kids currently do have a two-parent household, nice. but um, I have had some kids where even at five years old, their parents have gone through custody battles, and it is hard. I've seen it happen firsthand of like just a kid crying, just like, I miss my mom. I don't understand why I can't see her. This is so frustrating. Why is it that I have to be with my dad all the time? Like, I just want them to be together again at five years old. And right. it is just, it's a very hard experience. But I would also say as kind of off topic, um, my parents, uh, just to like add to your thing um, about managing relationships, dating while having kids, uh, my parents actually went through um, like a, a quick break 
and it was weirdly one of the best experiences because I got I was in middle school during this time so maybe like 12 13 I got to meet them individually which I never got to do before right. I got to meet my parents as individuals and see who they were not together which I think was a beautiful experience because now I have my relationships with my mom and my dad are completely different than what they used to be from when I was younger so I would say that that was a big plus in something. And they got back together though? They did fortunately. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. No I think that's great so uh, when I got divorced the kids were two and five my two-year-old didn't really know what happened you know he was two um, although he he did as three and four as he got a little older but my five-year-old he knew everything that happened and it it really was a significant, I think, life changer for him to, to be in the middle often, not by my own choice, uh, really hardly at all. But sometimes it was my choice and I didn't realize how damaging that could be for him. And it still is, he's almost 20 and honestly it came up the other night. And it, it still is, I mean, it's still with him. So I think that it's great that your parents handled it like that and kudos to them to not make it all weird for you down the road. Um, but talk to your kids. I think open communication is also important. I was gonna say, as far as the romance and, and even kids or any of the relationships we talk about, I think we're all gonna touch on it. Communication, I would say, is key. Um, we hear it all the time. We were talking about the love five love languages, the book, and I think we've all read it. And we, I think it's a great book for, I've read it three times, I think. And uh, just cause you got it, it's good to just refresh your memory what they are. Yeah, and when you fair. meet new people, kind of to read it again, to see if you can identify other things for the new people in your life. And just as a reminder to how, how to be with other people. So I would also say in a relationship, if we're gonna talk romantic, or I guess even with kids sometimes, it is not to point fingers at others. Uh, we learn about it in Psych 101 here at PVCC. One thing we talked about is, is you know, recognizing your role in things and taking accountability and responsibility for your portion of, of a conversation, of an argument, of a blowout, however bad the situation is. And then I am the kind of person, I don't like conflict and I am an avoider. So I will often try to put it to bed, uh, either stay quiet and move on, or I'll just apologize. And, and I will say as, you know, an adult through many relationships, saying you're sorry, even if you didn't think you did anything wrong, it's really not that big a deal. And if more people did it, I bet more people would stay married <laughs> because, well, what's the big deal if you just say oh gosh you know what i'm really sorry that we fought you don't have to say you're sorry for doing anything well, right I was you just say i'm sorry that we fought well, and we disagreed i was gonna say no tea no shine no pink lemonade but nothing is sexier than um owning up to your actions i'll say that yes. okay. nothing yes. is more attractive <laughs> than yes. for you to be mature responsible True. and uh willing to accept the fact that you may have made a mistake or that i made a mistake nothing is more attractive than that in my personal opinion no i yes. agree with that true yes. it makes the per makes you a bigger person a better person and and if you know your partner's not that person because not everybody can be that person sometimes you just have to take the initiative in the relationship if you want it to continue in a good way just to be the bigger person and then maybe once in a while have a conversation about, hey, look, I can't always be the one who apologizes. Like we need to come to some kind of terms on if it's a two-way street, that's a conversation that needs to be had and that's back to communication is key. So that's what I have to share.
All right, so what we were saying was, we are talking about the Five Languages of Love book and how important it is uh, really that everybody reads it. I think it's a very easy read. It's good probably even for older kids to read early on. I didn't read it till I was in my 40s. I wish I'd had it when I was 18. That would have been really helpful to know the people I was meeting and how best to talk to them. And I think in a relationship, it can really add a lot to your communication uh, strengths and teach you how to uh, segue any issues that you may have with the other person or your partner, or your spouse, um, whether you're dating or married or divorced even to co-parent better. Uh, we said communication is key in all relationships. And another important aspect is never to point fingers at the other person, regardless of who's right and wrong. Sometimes it's best to take the high road. I said, in my case, I'm an avoider. I don't like conflict. I don't mind apologizing, even if I haven't done anything wrong, because I'd rather have things settled and nice than have something drag on, really probably for no reason at all. And a lot of times you get in a fight, you can't even remember what it was over. Oh yeah. So sure. then it's like, that's just ridiculous. And I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Nothing is more attractive than holding, <laughs> than holding accountability to your actions. Nothing is more attractive than owning up to that, being mature and responsible. Yes. Yes. I couldn't yes. agree more. So I would just say in all your relationships, child, parents, spouse, partner, just try to think how you want to be treated and then treat them the same way and use communication as a tool to do that. So we're gonna let Victoria share what she has. Yeah, so uh, I currently live with my mom and then my brother. My brother's only exactly 15 months younger than me. Um, so we are like really close in age, which can cause some conflict. Uh, but the three of us, um, we do like little things that we've talked about before where we like, we'll have a sit down, we do like these family meetings where we will where we will all put um, like all of our schedules or our average schedules at least onto a calendar, talk about it, figure out what time everyone is free and what time like we can all like do something together so we can actually like spend quality family time because we still want to like hang out. We still want to like actually acknowledge each other's existence. You don't want to be roommates. <laughs> no. Be family. No. Right. And it yeah. also doesn't help that we also have a lot of pets as well. So we also have to figure out who has the most free time to take care of this pet, who has the time to take this pet to, to the vet because they have an upset tummy and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's really important, like finding everyone's schedules, especially um, if you're like living with people that you care about. Um, and then a little a little more on the romantic side. Um, so I am part of the LGBTQ plus community. And if y'all don't know, it's getting a little more difficult to do some dating or even looking for people that you wanna like get to know better right now. So a great way to go about it is dating apps. Um, a lot of cool dating apps are very much more inclusive to the community, especially if you aren't like, you don't have the time to like, go out to bars or like, right or you're not even of age to go to a bar and you still want to like get to know people, dating apps can be very beneficial. Um, the one I use is called Her, H-E-R. That one is very good for anyone who, it mostly uh, goes for anyone that is um, either a woman or non-binary specifically, um, but it is inclusive for everyone. So that one is a big one you can go into there for um, LGBTQ plus dating. But we were saying earlier too about dating apps and also that's how I met um, 
my boyfriend four years ago was a dating app, but they can be dangerous. You do have to be careful. You do have to take safety precautions, especially as, as you yeah. know, females or just single people. Make sure you know who you're meeting and well, make sure you meet publicly. Well, I was going to say, especially sure. for LGBT, because as far as you know, that's some, like, especially if you are a gay man, I've heard a lot of horror stories about gay men meeting up with, with guys who are straight and then they don't realize that the straight guys are coming just to harass them and tell them that they're they're this they're that or whatever you know so it's like you really gotta be careful you gotta watch out who you're talking to but i would also say on the side of dating apps is that it's it's a way that you can be private about your sexuality without having to out it to everyone because not a lot of people don't like to be out or maybe they're still closeted they're going through some things figuring things out about themselves which i will talk about later and so it's a great way to kind of like stay in the closet without having to like expose yourself or maybe you're like i think i like this so i'm just going to try this out so yeah yeah totally big thing um communication even through like dating apps talking to people and like explaining what you're actually looking for is really important because um a lot of people will go on a dating app for looking for one specific thing either like hookups or like there's even people on dating apps that look for friends only Right, and that's the thing still, yeah. Yeah, so you have to like make sure you actually talk to the people that you are talking to and make sure that you're on the same page knowing what each other are actually looking for. So you don't like end up A, getting your hopes up or B, getting someone else's hopes up as well. So just be clear about your intentions. Yeah, yeah. And, then, yeah. and then one of the things that we wanted to end on, or at least that I really wanted to end on, um, was personal relationships with yourself. You always hear that saying, how are you gonna love somebody? Um, how are you gonna love somebody else if you don't? If, What's the saying? You know, you know what I'm talking about. You gotta love yourself first before you move on to other relationships with people. Which it sounds like I sound like a broken record. We all do, but it's so true. Um, so I want to talk about key relationships with ourselves. And I think as someone who has really struggled with that my entire life, as we all have, you know, we all struggle with it. Um, but I think the key to being successful with having a relationship with yourself is patience and communication. I know it sounds weird to communicate with yourself because you're like, do I talk to myself? Like, what if I'm in a grocery store <laughs> and then people just see me and they think I look weird? Like, no, it's, it's, it's all internal. And that's the thing. So I want to talk about starting small. So maybe you just went through this really traumatic experience. You went through a breakup. You went through this, you went through that. Start small. Um, think about who you want to be. Think about the person that, that you wish to see in the mirror. Think about, I know it sounds weird, but manifest. It's, yeah, like, smart. it's like the saying, I think, therefore I am. If I am telling myself that I am this beautiful person, I am intelligent, I am um, I'm loving, I am caring, it will soon become true. Or and not soon, it already is. You just have to see it for yourself. It really, that sentence right there has helped me through a lot. I think, therefore I am. The way you think about yourself and the way you manipulate that into turning the negative to a positive, right. it will change so much about the way you see yourself, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And like going into that, um, just overall, like like when you wake up, think a lot of positive thoughts, like try to be like, today's gonna be an amazing day. It also helps throughout the day as well so that your days stay at least much more positive than right. they could have been if you like start the day and you're like, oh, I don't wanna do this today. I don't wanna do that today. Yeah, and, it, and so, it, yeah. it's funny you say that because this morning I was getting ready and 
I was so stressed about, you know, our school schedule right now. I've got had a midterm paper due this week, it was 10 pages, and I have calm. I mean, we are still at PVCC. So I had a calm uh, speech due this Friday, plus a quiz the same day in the same class. And I woke up thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed for tomorrow. And, but I actually said to myself, it's so crazy to say that. I actually said to myself, you know what? You're totally gonna get through the next day. You got your paper turned in. I turned it in yesterday. I got my draft for my speech done and turned it in yesterday so I could finish it today. And I actually said out loud, you're gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. Yeah. You're gonna do your quiz, whatever that is gonna be, but you're gonna have your speech ready to go and you'll get your points there if you, you don't do yeah. your quiz. So a version of that is just giving yourself some grace. That's what my therapist grace. told me because Sorry. we're all a little hard on ourselves. So it's, it's yeah. good that we give ourselves that, um, that grace and then um, again for small steps maybe start small routines for example people who go through depression have a really hard time um, maintaining a cleanliness or maybe some sort of hygiene so like for example maybe you're struggling to get out of bed to bed to go wash brush your teeth um, and that's something that's a small routine that you can start just starting by brushing your teeth every day maybe even once a day it doesn't matter as long as you're doing it it's those small little steps that will build up to bigger steps which i'm going to get into right now that will really help experiment little by little every day maybe you want to try a different hairstyle maybe you want to try uh, a new nail chipped nail polish that you haven't taken off for two weeks um stuff like that it's really helpful to just get you onto the journey of self-reflection and um better health for yourself um, some bigger steps are um, finding out who you are your values your love language learning styles how you process emotion how you how you regulate those emotions and how you react to other people um, i think it's very important that you take a step back and look at the way you're acting because i think it really tells a lot about you and it also helps you learn what you are doing right or doing wrong and it really just helps to learn more about you. And another big step is people have uh, meditation. I personally don't meditate just cause I'm like totally in my brain and I think too much and it just, I can never like settle down and just sit there, but it does help a lot of people. Um, You'd be perfect candidate for meditation then, <laughs> if that's how you are. Uh. <laughs> you know in JD in our honors lounge, check out JD's office, our professor, he has that one of those sound bowls, do you know what those are? Yeah. I know you do. You know what it is? Sound bowl? Mm, no. He has one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he'll, yeah, he runs the little yeah. thing around the edge. And On the honors retreat, we did a, we did a meditation oh, together. See? But that's oh, when that. I realized meditation was not for me. <laughs> I really wasn't enjoying it. I'm not going to lie. But okay. it works okay. for a lot of people. Now your strengths. Um, again, knowing my strengths, trying things out, experimenting, because I learned that meditation. Right. Not At least you me. tried it. Um, and then there's really big steps, um, such as therapy, which I did talk about earlier. So like if you're going through something or even if you're like, you know what, that's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. That doesn't really work for me. There's no way that I'm struggling with all these other things. You have no idea until you talk to someone. And then because you go <laughs> right. in, especially for me, I went in and I was like, nothing's really going to be wrong with me. And then like after 10 sessions later, I'm like, everything in my life is cured because I had to cry it out for about an hour, <laughs> twice a week. So, um, and then I would um, say finding the right therapist too, right? Yes, yes so absolutely. So important. Um, but if you are someone who can't afford therapy or maybe you're not really wanting to get into that too hot and heavy because it's just, it is a very traumatic thing to go through because you're kind of reliving your trauma. So I would say also allowing yourself to talk about your experiences, whether it's with yourself 
or whether it's with other people, communication with yourself. So like, for example, I go out on drives, like long, long drives, um, or at least I used to do it this summer. Before six dollars Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but I would talk to myself and I would talk through things that I was thinking about in that moment, mm -hmm. or maybe things that I felt I can, I couldn't express to other people. And I got to learn so much about myself. I'm like, oh, that's why I think like that, or that's why I am the way I am because of, that little thing that I just talked about and it I, to me personally it really connects the dots and I think it's a great way to know about yourself without having to go through therapy and then if I could add for uh, our campus we have free counseling at Paradise Valley Community College so anybody who hears this who might be coming to school we have a counseling department a personal counseling not just academic counseling where you can talk to someone for free and you talk to the same person all the time it's Dr. Chapman or Mr. Rubin I think there's one other person in that department and they've been doing this for years with students of all ages really so they're there to help they're here to help us on campus with our issues um, and I said affordability wise therapy can be expensive you know yeah. starting 80 90 dollars or more an hour not everyone I've I've seen counselors before, sometimes only when I can afford them if insurance didn't pay, which oftentimes it doesn't. So this is just a great resource to know that we have it on our campus and, and anyone can use it as a student. Yeah. So, um, And then just some wrap up advice on relationships with oneself. If you didn't get anything from what I said, hear me now. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> other people's opinions on you are none of your business. It sounds weird to say, but it truly isn't. The only person's opinion of you that matters is your own. That is the only opinion that matters. Um, also, another thing, if you, especially for people who are like trying to gain weight, trying to lose weight, going through body physical changes and you're not seeing results, because I've struggled with that my entire life, uh, I will say it, and I'm an advocate for this. I learned it from a famous drag queen, uh, Katya Zamolchikova. Um, expectations are premeditated resentments. If you expect something to happen so immediately, you are going to resent the fact that it didn't work and you are going to give up. And that is something that is not healthy. You need to be able to give yourself some patience and to work things through and to take the time to let the results come in. And then my last thing, my, my last, last thing, you are given truly one body and one lifetime that we know of. And it is such an original and unique experience to be yourself. No one else gets that opportunity but you. You only get one mind, you get one body, you get one heart and one spirit, so you might as well take care of it and nourish it while you have it. Wow, that's yeah. really heavy but really smart. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids must love you in class. You're a I great teacher. So. <laughs> I think you're a great teacher. You're gonna be a great mom one day. I hope you so. guys are, <laughs> if you choose to do that. So, um, then one last thing that I just want to say before we wrap up is um, your mental health is so important. So even if you want to like try to balance like a thousand things at once or you think you can do it, please make sure you're taking care of yourself yeah. mentally and physically. Um, it's so important and no matter like what you're doing in school, what you're doing in work, take care of yourself. And if I can add, I'll just add one more thing to Victory her statement about mental health if you don't have a good support system and you can't get a good support system and you have one of those days where you just crash and burn because you're overstressed and overtaxed just try to remember which is always hard when it happens that there is another day behind it and another hour really and you can get back to how feeling better 
if you just take a minute and just remember that you can kind of reset and start over, whether it's the next hour or the next day, or even the next week, if it takes you that long to get back. So yeah. don't ever discount the moment you crash and burn to say that the, that's it. Yeah. Cause I, it's not yeah. until it's over, right? It's not over till it's over. Yeah. Again, give so. yourself some grace. Give yourself yeah. some grace. Give yourself a day off if you need it. That's right. Like yeah. don't like try not to get to the point that you crash and burn. Yeah. yeah. Like it happens, but also like, watch yourself if you notice that you're getting too stressed take a day off and be healthy be exercise healthy. if you can if, you, if you're physically capable even if it's just a walk once in a while uh, or a drive even yeah. just to clear your mind listen to music in your head or maybe see a movie on by yourself which not everybody does but I've done it a couple times in my life to get away from things and I have to say it's weird but it is actually calming. I it's will say that too. It's a mini date with yourself, which is. is so healthy. Have a date yes. with yourself. Yeah. Yes. All right. That's great. Right. Great advice. Um, and that is managing relationships on the PVCC Student Lens Podcast. Yeah, thanks for tuning uh, in. This is Victory. This is Noelle. And this is Esperanza. Thank you for watching or listening. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, and Instagram. Apple Podcasts. We're finally on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> you can listen to us from there. Thank you, yes. Esperanza. <laughs> we'll see you again next week. All right, bye. All right, bye.